December 2020 public mini-sode on Pro Cuddle Hustle podcast. Normally, my mini-sodes are Patreon-exclusive, I refer to them as the Post Hustle Pod, but this is serious as I film this. It is December 17, 2020, International Day to End Violence Against Sex Workers, and I'm not here to argue whether or not pro-cuddlers get to call themselves sex workers. What we are facing right now is a, a fucking crackdown, okay? They're cracking down on us, and the censorship of women hurts everyone and I'm trying my hardest to educate people whom I don't like. I'm, I've been doing that for the past several months. I don't personally know any sex workers who have been murdered or killed themselves. I don't know any individuals personally who have committed suicide or been murdered. But I do feel a connection to the greater sex worker community. We may not always get along with each other, but it genuinely feels like home. It feels more like home than my own biological family. And I can't name that many names off of the top of my head. First one is Marsha P. Johnson. And Alicia Walker is not deceased, but she is a sex worker activist who is currently in jail and has COVID. Hashtag free Lele. And I'm thinking about her because one of the more recent people to be in contact with her says that she hasn't been able to smell or taste anything. And even after one no longer has COVID, there's still the lingering side effects that may last one's entire life. I'm remembering those people because... Well, first of all, the prisons are absolutely fucked. We do not need to have prisons in the first place. And in America, we have something called the prison industrial complex. Prisons are built more often than schools because people would rather invest in prison labor than in education. International Day to End Violence Against Sex Workers started in 2003, so it hasn't been around for that long. And there is this spreadsheet with a bunch of names, with their correlating gender, age, where they passed away. And I noticed that there was barely anything in between 1991 and 2013. Not that no one was murdered or committed suicide between then, but we don't really have that kind of information on that spreadsheet. And so that saddens me because not only have people been harmed and even lost their lives, we, we don't know who they are. Besides Alicia Walker, otherwise known as Lele, I can't name that many off of the top of my head sex worker activists who are currently in jail. So I think T.S. Candy is currently incarcerated. T.S. Candy is someone whom I believe started either an organization or a homeless shelter for transgender workers. And at this point, if someone's in jail, I'm just going to automatically assume they have COVID because there's no way you can socially distance in jail. Going back to my frustrations, for the most part, my day today was really good. I found out that Gutter Puke followed me on my personal IG and I was like, oh my gosh, Gutter Puke followed me! 
And I don't know if April, my friend, you know, personally knows gutter puke, but April's the person who introduced me to gutter, who is a, I believe, either a non-binary or a transgender stripper in Humboldt County. And they've been very vocal about the problems that Sammy Picone, who is a very well-known pole influencer, has been exhibiting. It's just so many pole dancers are doing the absolute bare minimum when it comes to allyship. I'm speaking mainly with strippers and it's very, how do I put it, disappointing how a lot of these people are portraying Picone to be the victim and that the strippers who look up to her and are helping her do better in both dancing and advocacy are simply jealous. Strippers who help pole dancers are happy with their lives. Leave them alone. They're not jealous. That's all I have to say. As for the IG boycott, I chose to boycott from December 19 to December 26 instead of just December 20. I've spoken with Swerkers who don't have the luxury to take time off of IG. And one person told me, They've seen Swerkers against the boycott because those disappearing provisionally or permanently are, I quote, giving IG what they want, unquote. Okay, boo, when I first heard this, because I still have yet to log in to Instagram for any of my accounts, when I first heard these meanful spirited ass things, I was thinking back to the day of silence in high school. I don't know if that has taken off in other countries, but here in the United States, we have this, I guess, annual holiday called Day of Silence, and it's mainly observed by students who are in preschool through grade 12. And out of those students, it's mainly commemorated by high schoolers. So typically people between the ages of 14 and 18. And Day of Silence is supposed to be a day, I, what was it, in April of every year? I don't know if it changes every year, but anyways, it's a day where you mourn the lost lives who are LGBT. Not just the AIDS crisis, but of course the AIDS crisis is a very significant time in history where gay people and trans people were persecuted. And so what people typically do on Day of Silence is that they walk around school with duct tape on their mouths. Maybe they'll dress in all red, maybe they'll dress in rainbows, but People observing Day of Silence also tend to have these paper, not business cards, but think like business cards where they're slips of paper with words on them and they give it out to people, not expecting the people to, you know, give the paper back to them. Silence is powerful, man. It's so powerful. And when people who don't understand why observers of Day of, Day of Science what am I saying? Day of silence are silent instead of picking that day to be more vocal than usual about LGBTQ rights. It is such a power trip. I mean, you know someone 
who is unable to speak at all today, whether they have the duct tape around their mouth or not, you know that minorities or allies to minorities are unable to speak. And then you use your speaking privilege to speak over them and tell them that what they're doing is wrong and that all your activism ideas are better even though you probably never even thought these thoughts until you saw someone else spend an entire day not talking in respect of fallen queer lives. And that's how I think about workers who are against the boycott. These mega corporations like Facebook, they want us dead, preferably murdered by the police or, you know, die of COVID in a dirty ass jail cell. But yeah, of course they want us dead. I think most people nowadays, when they hear justice or activism or whatever, they think of people being very loud. Yes, that is part of justice, but silence is also part of justice. It's a very underrated form of protest. I mean, remember when Colin Kaepernick took a knee back when he was still employed by the NFL? I mean, yeah, he did give speeches, but still, he chose a very peaceful way of protesting. He wasn't screaming Every single time the national anthem played, he silently took a knee, and that was powerful. It did not only shake the nation, it shook the world. And so many bad things have happened to Swerkers in just the month of December alone. We need just a... Okay, we need more than a sliver of hope, but we need all the hope we can get. Of course, we want to feel happy. Everyone wants happiness. And for the tiny victories, we deserve to be able to celebrate that. And for the bigger victories, we deserve to be happy about that. I personally believe that Pornhub removing all unverified content and the Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying publicly sex workers work, I believe those are big victories. But with the whole Pornhub ordeal, the fact that Visa and MasterCard withdrew their payment processors, that itself is also huge. So it kind of negates the big victory with Pornhub and it feels like a significantly smaller victory than it is. I know y'all are going to call me neoliberal because just because one congresswoman said sex workers work, that doesn't mean decriminalization is going to happen tomorrow. Well, no shit, I know that. Of course I know that. But we have to take advantage of this opportunity, strike while the iron is still hot, and encourage her to share petitions, share information, share as much as possible to her audience who probably don't already understand Whorephobia, because a lot of people follow her for her other politics. I just wish y'all, I, I'm speaking directly to the workers now, I wish y'all would let other workers, us, be happy. I understand that even if we get over a hundred thousand signatures on the change petition, I know that Instagram is not going to undo the damage they've done, but it's still making a statement. And we are blazing trails for people of the future people who were born already and people who haven't been born yet. There are so many workers from Madame Posh and Carmen Santos 
who both have amazing YouTube channels, who are informing workers who plan on staying on IG for as long as the app exists, how to skirt around the new TOS. Therefore, I'm not going to give pointers on how to do that. Instead, I'm currently making informational graphics for my Livit account about houseworkers who are migrating platforms can utilize and understand other platforms such as Livit, FetLife, TikTok, Twitter, and Reddit. Don't worry. I'll repost those graphics on my other socials. I would like to create a glossary of terms like scripper, lonely hams, and strike club, which are meant to go undetected by the heightened security on social media. But if I compile a glossary and make that a public post, those words will probably get flagged sooner than later. My best idea is to make a Patreon-exclusive audio, so it would be incredibly hard for horrorphobic platforms to access, but easier for swerkers to access. Speaking of resources, I would like to start a community fridge in my area. A community fridge is a space where anyone who lives nearby can exchange surplus food. I'm gonna guess it's connected to a backup generator, so the fridge keeps the produce fresh, but community fridges also have other things such as books, such as pamphlets, and safer sex supplies. I know the ones in my region, so miles and miles away from me, I know they have safer sex supplies because I'm connected with the people who restock it purely for, you know, condoms. We don't include any business cards with the safer sex supplies because what if an underage person gets the condoms and the slip of paper and their parent goes through their backpack or whatever and finds a company or brand or organization name and then send (laughs) Karen emails. So that's not how we roll, but I know that the fridge currently is fully stocked, even though I have so much safer sex supplies to donate. And I actually have the home address of some of the people, so I could mail them. Theoretically, I wish I knew how to start my own community fridge. I mean, I know people in my area who started their own, I guess, 501c3. I believe that's like a tax-exempt charity. I'm not a lawyer, don't quote me on this, but I have some friends in my area who started their own charity to help out the homeless in our area. I love what they're doing. They're so great because they give out blankets, they give out fresh sandwiches. They do all the stuff that people should be doing because so many people do the bare minimum. Like they'll just go through their emergency rations in the very back of their pantry and are like, oh, here's some throwaway canned food. I'll just give it to the nearest homeless shelter. They don't do any research. And besides socks, something else that homeless shelters commonly ask for is fresh produce because homeless people can't just eat granola bars and saltine crackers. You need a balanced diet and A lot of people who donate food to less fortunate people, I don't think they take into account stuff like diabetes, stuff like food allergies. And a lot of people in the world have at least one food allergy because I have food-dependent exercise-induced anaphylaxis. 
But anyways, I could spend an entire episode talking about how to help marginally housed folks. I feel the need to bring up that safety net resources for workers worldwide are more overwhelmed than ever right now. Many mutual aids are pausing until sometime in January or it's to be announced. What's sad is that plenty of sex work orgs are collaborating with each other and similar orgs like free health clinics or LGBT-friendly law firms and women's rights groups and more. But since sex work is criminalized, worker orgs and their partnered groups are at risk of getting audited or targeted in other ways. Non-SWERC charities are allowed to have a timeline on the about page of their websites, but SWERC charities have to be more private and not share what year they were formed or what their former name was or not be endorsed by local politicians, even though that could really help with the legitimacy of these grassroots orgs and inform voters which council people are for SWERC rights. I wish orgs like the one I volunteered for didn't have to be so private. Speaking of which, despite having their website in their bio, Swerker orgs still get asked daily on social media questions that would be simply answered by visiting their website. Questions like, what's your email? And who are nearby Swerker-friendly therapists? Yeah, you could buy a domain name on godaddy.com. I believe how that works is, for example, if there's a link on your website and it's a list of, I don't know, Swerker friendly doctors, but you have a really long link, I think if you pay about $15 a year, you can buy a domain name. So think tinyurl or bit.ly, except more professional sounding. And so you could come up with a domain name like swfriendlytherapists.com. And then you can reroute that to go to the page on your website. Don't quote me on this, I've never used godaddy.com, but I do think it sucks how you would have to pay $15 per year per link you create. I wish there was a lifetime option. I personally think that could make certain pages of a very detailed website more accessible, but I don't think that's, I don't know if feasible or plausible is the word. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I would like it for it to happen, but I don't think it's going to. And I know people are saying since Instagram is basically targeting every single links list website from Linktree to all my links to beacons. So none of them are safe. Anyone that you think is safe right now, it's going to get targeted. So people are saying buy the domain name for one of your premium websites and just reword it a bit so you can put it in your bio. Honestly, if I was using Instagram for advertisement purposes, I would be too scared to do that, even with a domain name. Honestly, I would feel much safer using one of those links type websites, putting the rerouting domain name on those link tree things and just pasting the link tree into the bio. 
But that's just me. If this is your first time ever listening, hi, my name is Felicity. I don't always rant on Pro Kettle Hustle. I hope you enjoyed listening. I will try to upload podcasts more frequently in 2021. I don't post videos of myself recording my podcast anywhere online, but what I do do is, <laughs> do do. What I do is I hit record on GarageBand or Audacity and I live stream myself on Livit, which is an app. There's no website for it. My Livit username is Hustle Pod, and my significant other just gifted me a clip-on ring light for my phone. So I promise you my live streams are very high quality. I don't have a set schedule for my live streams yet. I wish you all happy holidays. Happy boycott. I love you from the bottom of my heart. I know we can do better and I know that we will do better. My birthday is on December 29. If you would like to monetarily support me, Cash App, Google Pay, Venmo, and I also accept Etsy gift cards. My email address is felicityazra at gmail.com. I have a very special announcement on Christmas and on my birthday. So I hope y'all tune in for those two big announcements. The first people who will hear are my supporters on Patreon. My username there is felicityazra and my supporters on my premium Snapchat. You can subscribe via Fancentro. My username is also Felicity Azura. That's F-E-L-I-C-I-T-Y-A-Z-U-R-A. It's been a pleasure having you as my audience. Good night.